Oh my god. Oh. Well, hopefully after these gruesome trials, Reisfelger will finally help us end the Dragon Song War. Oh, he better after putting us through all of that. I know. I can't believe I had to fight four dragons at once. My god. Oh, the, the fire breath. Fire breath f- from every direction. Just so much fire. I know, and I had to I had to climb up on his back. There was a spot between his shoulder blades that he really needed scratched, and I had to work at it for like five minutes until he said it was better. That's oh, that's 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 very different from what I had to do. Yeah, it was it was challenging. <sighs> it doesn't sound that challenging, to be honest. Because like compared to if I, four I don't know if you heard me four dragons? Four. And I had to like I had to not only dodge their fireballs, but like I was on these like floating platforms that kept falling. And if I fell, I would have fallen to my death. It was terrifying. Well, that was just my first trial. After that, he set me up with one of his sons and he said I had to play the kid in checkers, but I had to make sure that he won. And it was really hard because the kid was really bad at checkers. So I had to struggle to like make sure that I didn't accidentally beat him. Yeah, that's not how that's not how this cookie crumbled over here. My guy. Now I had to I had to climb to the top of of some all and and roll a boulder down it and then pull the boulder back up with a a wheelbarrow. Yeah, no, I, I did something similar. He had, like, in his basement, he had, like, seven or eight of those plastic tubs. And, like, they're really full. I don't know what was in them, but they're very heavy. I had to carry them up, like, a third floor walk up and, and drop them up in his... It uh, was a regular-ass wheelbarrow, Alex. And I had to pull up a two-ton boulder with it. I had to carry these bins up, like, four flights of stairs. No, that's not the same. That isn't the same at all. I think that... Look, did do you have to like go halfway across the continent to pick up his dry cleaning? A dragon-sized suits are extremely large. You could just teleport. <laughs> so you could just teleport. No, the suit didn't travel via the ethernet. I had to carry it on Chocobo. I don't think you did. This was his garbage. I had to swim to the bottom of the Rhone Sea and pick up the heart of the ocean and bring it back. I had to go I had to learn how to breathe underwater. It took so long. I did have to take his cat to the vet. That was probably the most harrowing of all because that animal did not want to get in that carrier. We had to like tilt it vertically and then drop the cat in from above. Oh, oh God, that sounds awful. Oh, that's the worst. Jesus, never mind. Birds, storm of buds, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. <clears throat> Here we go. Yes. This episode of Stormbuds, we finally end the Dragon Song War. Woo! Woo! And we meet up with a creepy kid who tells us all about those primals that we knew about before, but they're all What's up with that kid? He's weird. He's a weird kid. Well, I I'm your I'm your that's it. That's the intro. I'm your warrior of light, Dromer Botsis. And, and I'm Alex Ambrock. That's Bonjour. Alex. I forgot to say the co-warrior part. I'm improving today. Can I get a suggestion for a better podcast host <laughs> than I'm this gonna, one? <laughs> I'm going to go with it's still you. Oh, no, thanks. Thanks, Alex. Uh, yeah, we're the Storm Buds, baby. Uh, this is a, <clears throat> for those who are new here. <laughs> you doing okay over there? <laughs> I am on one today. That's just the energy I'm bringing to the episode. This is a Final Fantasy XIV play and replay podcast. And today, we, oh God, I have so much spit in my throat. 
You do you need to cough? I need to just take a little sip of water. I just need to take a little sip of water or tea. Oh, this is all going in. We're covering the uh, 3.3 patch content for Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Heavensward. Up one Heavensward. I think I've made that exact joke before. I think I've Pro- said probably. one Heavensward because I started to say A Realm Reborn. We're the also going to be doing the repeats. Warring Tri... Shut up. We're also going to be doing the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where did this energy come from? <laughs> We're doing the Warring Triads patch content. We're never going to get through any of this. We're already seven minutes in, and I have yet to introduce the episode. Um, this is the end of basically the, the main section. Of, well, it's basically the end of Heaven's War, kind of. Yeah, which I did the not main, quite expect. MSQ, like, yeah. like, you told me about the structure they're going to hit from here on out, where mm-hmm. like half the patch quests are wrapping up the expansion, and half the patch quests are setting up the next one. Yeah. I did not know this was the end of Heaven's Word. So yeah. a lot happens here much quicker than I thought. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things get resolved. Not that I'm complaining because it's all very right. good resolution. Um, so we're not done with Heaven's Word completely. We still have two. Um, we, so next episode, we're going to be covering the rest of the side content. And then we're going to dive into like the upcoming, the, the quests leading up to Stormblood. So there's two episodes of Heaven's Word left. Exciting. Um, that's exciting. That's exciting. But today, um, Alex, I'm going to start a new segment up. Have you gotten up at any side quests lately? Uh, any games you've been playing outside of Final Fantasy XIV? Oh, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, I was thinking literal side, side quests. quests. Oh, well, well, maybe that too. But I mean, I mentioned this to you, but like mm-hmm. uh, I did pick up a Tunic, which came out earlier this year. And Ooh. I've just been kind of working through that at a slow pace. And it's been kind of a pleasant surprise. It's it, a pleasant surprise as well. I liked Tunic. I think... Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely one that's like fun to just sort of discover. I started streaming it actually, and a couple of listeners popped in when I was streaming Tunic. I ended up not streaming the rest of it because I was just kind of like, mm, I just want to kind of vibe and like take time to think to myself and not have to entertain an audience. It's because definitely like, a game that yeah, encourages that. Yeah, there's just a lot to like think about for Tunic. For those who don't know, should have maybe explained it. Is a uh, like an action adventure game. Um, that is akin to Zelda, but the gimmick is that like everything, everything is in this in like encoded language, and you have to kind of piece together even like the controls and the mechanics of the game via these like um, instruction manual booklets that you or booklet uh, instruction manual pages that you pick up throughout the world and like try and piece together what's going on and things like that. Um, yeah, and like it, it's really Zelda inspired to the oh, way I didn't sure. expect. Like both like, and then I think it's actually executing on that sort of high depth of field like yeah. diorama look that they tried to do with the Link's Awakening remake, but I think it's doing it better. And also like all the manual stuff is pulled straight out of like would like it be like an old Legend of Zelda or Link to the Past. Yeah, manual. exactly. It's very it's trying to hit that because like in the age of Google, you know, where you like normally you just Google stuff, but back then you had a structure manual. So, so like whatever. The um. Yeah, I, I played that. I played that earlier this year. The only thing I didn't really love about it was the boss battles. Yeah, I've fought like one and a half bosses at this point. They're not. They're not amazing. They're not amazing. Like it's also boring. it's trying to do some like soulsy type stuff in there. Yeah, with, like, difficulty it feels like and, I feel like it should have more gimmicky stuff, like actual like the old Zelda. Stuff. Well, like not the old Zelda, but like the semi old Zelda stuff did. You know. Yeah, but no, it, that, that's been a real fun time so far. So I've just been chipping away at that between everything else. Absolutely. What that's, about you? That's good to hear. What about me? Well, um, I uh, purchased a... I've not started. I plan to... Uh, maybe I'll report next week. Uh, return to Monkey Island. 
Oh yes, I've heard very I good want things to, about I that. I want actually. to start that. That is my jam. Um, those point and click adventures. Otherwise, um, just been doing the grind and team fight tactics. Hit diamond again because I'm fucking great. Not really. It's diamond is whatever at this point. Um, but yeah, it's not uh, nothing. I think super exciting on my end. New games wise, I just. Uh, just kind of a, a pre-segment segment, just sort of a yeah, chance to catch up. We're feeling um, the segment out. I think we me, want to, we want to talk about stuff uh, stuff like this going forward too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I want to check my Steam library just in case I didn't f- completely omit something. I did find one very useful tool. Um, this is not a game, but it's called Borderless Gaming. It's, a, it's, it's a an Steam, app on it's Steam. A Steam. I see app. this now. Yeah, it's an app on Steam. It's like four bucks. Um, but if for if for any reason you're playing a game that's really unfriendly to full screen or like full screen borderless, you can like use this app. I'll launch it here. You can like use this app and then it will like, uh, you could favorite stuff and then it will, you can like click it to make borderless window to work with it if it's full screen. Wow. That's an impressive it's really utility. Neat. Yeah. So that's been my most, my most recent gaming discovery, I guess. It's been that. Cause like there's so many games that just don't do that especially if they're older but even even some new ones you're like really okay well whatever well i should also call out uh mm-hmm. i did a few weeks ago play through immortality as well and that i will never play through that you know, not, not into the fmv of it <laughs> no. all no wait, immortality not into new... who is it who's the guy that made it? is that sam a david barlow. is that a is that a no oh, sam marlow okay sam, sam barlow did sam barlow um, did that i was saying david cage like no david cage was the um no he's the guy who did the, the camp one what's it called um david cage did heavy rain he did, he did heavy Detroit. rain he did, he did the most recently fahrenheit whatever no most recently though he did the, the whatever that camp horror one was no sorry i'm thinking of some other other pretentious game guy <laughs> yeah no david cage sucks fuck david cage okay look into the hot allegations take. of that studio hot take look into the allegations at that studio no it's not hot at all <laughs> it's not a hot take it's yeah you should you should ugh. No, Immortality was just a good, fun FMV experience. I am always here for the full motion video because what has better graphics in real life, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> good. Another hot take. Okay, uh, with that being said, why don't we jump back into uh, the meat and bones of this podcast, the Final Fantasy XIV main story quest, starting with the quest, The Man Within. The Man Within? Mm-hmm. Tell us about The Man Within. All right. I mean, well, so picking up pretty directly from where we left off last time, mm-hmm. you know, Alphano meets, calls us in. He wants to talk about that disastrous peace conference where Estinian slash Nidhogg kind of came down and stabbed Vidofnir and just sort of made the whole thing a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ishtola and Kryl have been hard at work trying to figure out basically what's going on with Estinian. Can he be saved? You know, what, what, is there any sort of plan here other than just go out there and kill the guy? Mm. And everyone is just hanging out in the night drinking what they call spiced wine, which they say is good for the um, it's good for the humors. Mm, so it's tequila. <laughs> I was more wondering what is you have you have healing magic. Do, 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 do you cure the humors by casting curaga or whatever? <laughs> cure the hangovers by casting curaga. Cure cure three. Anyway, uh, Kryl walks up and she's like, we need to talk about Astinian. And Alphanos goes, you discovered something. And Kryl goes, don't jump to conclusions. I mean, yes, but don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> Which is very good. Yeah, Kryl a- continues to grow on me. Kryl is excellent. Um, I believe that's, is that basically the end of it? It's no. basically, yeah. Like they say that he's been all but covered with Nidhogg's power. Alphanos is like, great, we can just yank the eyes out and then the power will go away. And Yastrola says, we don't know if that will work, which we don't know Didn't if that will work. Didn't we talk about this quest last time? I don't think so. The last quest we talked about was causes, causes and, and costs. costs. But 
Oh, maybe I did it. And then I didn't. That's why I didn't write notes about it. Anyway, what? I wrote notes about it. What? <laughs> long story short, uh, Anaroy suddenly bursts in as people are really want to do in this expansion. Lots of people bursting in over, over the course of Heaven's Word. <laughs> and he says that Emmerich wants us. Duty calls. Hmm. We, uh, what you call it? We need to go see uh, what Emmerich wants. And then popping back in as we walk out, we get little Midgar somewhere. And he shows up and he says... They think more of their friends' deliverance than their foes' defeat. Mm. Will history commend that fealty or condemn their folly? Which, okay, thanks, dude. That's Thanks for the insight. Yeah, and with that note, we do head off to the next quest, winning over the weird... No, 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 no. Ally for Ishgard. Ally for Ishgard. Nope. I said, spoiler. <laughs> we meet up in Emmerich's room, um, and he, he tells us that, like, our intel such far... Uh, searching for Nidhogg is like, oh, he's actually not in the Churning Mists. Like, but you know, uh, we probably shouldn't be too worried about where he is. Like, he's going to show up sooner or later, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's not in the training mist, but like, we know one place he'll come. It's, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> he's going to show up at some point. So, regardless of where he is, we need to go. Um, we're going to need we're going to need somebody's help because he's at full power, right? So this is a bit where we're we explicitly are like we need to go find Trace Felger and convince him to join us in the war on our side to kind of have him face down his brother. Yep, he's too strong. It's a kind of a long shot. We kind of know Trace Felger's feelings on this. Yeah, Vidofnir, we meet up with her. She mm-hmm. also thinks it's a long shot. Yeah. She's Yeah, we meet up with her. She's like, "Good. All right, good luck. <laughs> have fun with that." No, I'm not I'm not helping. <laughs> Okay, but that brings us to winning over the yeah, worm. So we basically off, off to the churning mists. Uh, a Moogle shows up, and Alphano cannot tell which one it is because he is speciesist. I, oh, okay. I was in, I thought you were asking for the Moogle's name, which yep. I did correctly guess, but then did not write down. It is. I did. I, yeah. He's he's like a you, and the Moogle's like wow, like, wow, like, Alphano, wow. It's like you Mor- know who I am, right? And I was like, yes, you are Moghan. Moghan, <laughs> that's it. Okay. It's like Morag. No, that's Xenoblade. More Morag. <laughs> Doesn't even start with Mog. Uh, we share our plans with him, um, but he, while we press on afterwards, he then goes back to relay the information to Chieftain Moglin. Weird. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I was also like, what's happening here? Yeah. We make it to Zenith. Blow the horn. Blah blah blah. Trace Felger pops up. Uh, well, while we're blowing the horn, I did notice that the camera pans over to the statue of Saint Shiva, like in the background. Oh, the yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. But yeah, so Emmerich steps forth and he's mm-hmm. like, I beg parlay. And Horace Felger immediately is like, You are here to ask me to kill my brother. Like, let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> we here. dare summon him again. Oh, we're kind of just like, Oh, it's not, not like you're anything up to anything better, right? <laughs> And he's like, no, no I, I'm, I, I'm spending all of my time still in despair over the loss of Shiva leave and the betrayal me to of my, the humans. Leave me to my Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I've got a side, finally. It's taken me a hundred years. What? <laughs> so anyway, um, Alphano is turned to make the plea. And he's like, yeah. look, you have no faith left, but is there any scrap of hope? And it's like, if you didn't, why did you let Ysail ride you into battle? He's like he he says he was spurred by her passion, mm. although it may have been folly, and um and he doesn't want to let Nidhogg's eye be used for the evil of men further, right? Um and then, um yeah, he says something about sophistry and says it's yeah no, <laughs> and, no, no, and, no. and you know to 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 because what happens here is in response to that Alpha I was like huh mm-hmm. so no. you do think that people can repent interesting like the most annoying Twitter reply guy and then. <laughs> 
<laughs> Race Felger immediately calls him out for sophistry. Sophistry. And he says, this is just a trolley problem and I'll have no part of it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> paraphrased. Just a glorified trolley problem. Emmerich, uh, and Emmerich pipes Emmerich up. He like, says like, well, I had to kill my dad and I, and I have to kill my it. best friend. So it's only fair if you do it. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. I don't have to abide by human ethics. I'm a dragon. It's not even that. Emmerich <laughs> says like, I didn't even kill my dad. I had someone else kill my dad for me, which mm-hmm. is actually worse when you think about it. Yes, yeah, like, that sucked. I didn't have to do it. Um, But whatever. Again, he's a kind of appealing to a, 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 a humanitarian ethics thing that just dragons i would imagine just don't really adhere to right like again it's it is it is kind of a trolley problem but for him that trolley is a lot bigger like the person on that one side of the trolley is a big old it's a really big old tra- <laughs> okay <laughs> so this is like, this is when midgar Stormar shows back up yeah and finally. makes his case and he's like um one they want to save their friend yeah. two this and this is interesting to me this is the first time this is gonna i think get mentioned here it's not really Nidhogg returned just a shade of his vengeance, Pretty which much. I'm taking to mean that it's the same sort of like primal thing going on as it was with Shiva. Um, I think so. It's hard to say at this point for sure, but like, yeah, I mean, it would make sense with the eyes being in his possession. Um, there is a certain kind of property to ether that is as of yet unexplained um but um that i have a theory about and i i wish i could tell you (laughs) like playing this back i'm like it really kind of it's like boy maybe the day really plant that seed this far in advance (laughs) we can put it we can put a pin in this one for now but yeah it's like i think i think it's close enough to a primal that we can call it that but like Uh, the case being made is that like he's not tempering anyone what this is is a shade right it is yeah it it is sort of like a remnant an embodiment of his vengeance but it's It's still like it's i mean i think nidhogg it's similar to like what happened because they didn't they again they didn't take the eyes out the first time they killed killed Nidhogg, right? Sure. So maybe Nidhogg's kind of just been a shade this whole time and has been like, and his eyes are, oh, look, the eyes are the source of the power and we never destroyed the eyes. So Nidhogg never really went away. Yeah. Anyway. And he just maybe, has, maybe, now, now his power just has a, his power just has a different vessel. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dragon souls work different. Yeah, probably. Um, But yeah, I think the fact of the matter that, that combined with, also the fact that it's like his dad that is choosing to <laughs> probably um uh c- travel with this with this doofus with sunglasses on or whatever where you've got normal <laughs> normal glasses um that uh, <laughs> that uh kind of convinces phrase felger that fine i'll give you a test he'll put us on trial and we're going to ratatoskar's house <laughs> just so you feel things <laughs> Okay. Um, Moogle Spy is there, kind of smiling at us, and we go to Sorkai. Yes, we go to Sorkai, a set of mountains floating in the clouds with a castle inside. It's a very gimmicky dungeon. Mm -hmm. I haven't run it in a long time. Um, We end up fighting a couple of different things. The first boss is, surprise, surprise, Chieftain Moglin. What's he doing here? Well, he's he's part of the trial, I guess. Okay, like I I was glad that he wasn't actually sort of like evil and trying no. to hurt us. He's just he's he's showing up to kind of like be like, oh, and now you must defeat me. <laughs> it was fun. We defeat him. You defeat him. It's just a a, a light mug-a-mug thing. We fought this Pegasus. This this Pegasus thing that like charges and breaks the walls down. Is oh yeah, on like the, the alley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a kind of either you know that fight or you don't. And then we fight Dragon Dad. Um. We fight him directly, but kind of like 
it's again it's another gimmicky fight where you're on these like floating platforms and you have to jump around with and the jump pads yeah with jump pads and stuff it's like it's cool it's fine i guess i don't know i kind of like the nidhog fight on level 55 more than the Reisfelger fight at level 60. The Reisfelger fight is not what I'm looking forward to redoing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they under... That trial is weird, and none of the skills you get there are applicable to the fight ahead. <laughs> like, he didn't really, he didn't really he, prepare he, he us for anything. He was training us. He was just kind of testing us. I, guess, I don't know. His test isn't really helpful. Yeah, it's opinion. really not. It's like, cool. Well, but he, whatever. Us beating him on these floating platforms means that he decides to trust the seed of man one yes. last time. Yeah. Well, Elfino and Emmerich popped through from the side platforms. And they had to fight different like dragons that were lesser. And it was like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Emmerich had to fight Vidofnir. <laughs> and Elfino had, had to, to fight, fight, I don't know, some the, white thing with the... Okay. This is not a named dragon, right? No, it's he, just unnamed. He shows up several times. And I was like, should I know who that is? I don't know. Elfino's just a healer. Let him be, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's the end of that quest. He's... Yeah, he... Yeah, because at this point we get news that Nidhogg is going to attack Ishgard again. It's so, like, oh shit, just in time. Yeah, we need to send some reinforcements. So an end to the song is the next quest. And we get a long cut scene where Nidhogg's brood is attacking the the steps of faith, the mm-hmm. front gates of Ishgard. And people are getting flung off the bridge and chewed up. And it is real dramatic. It's a pretty cool battle scene. Yeah, Lucia jumps up and impales a dragon in the head. Um, they're like, we must hold! They they're getting pushed back slowly, slowly and surely, uh, as more and more people are just getting flung off the sides. It, one thing it is kind of funny to me. You can really, really, it stood out in this cutscene mm. how much like as the people are swinging their like swords around and attacking dragons and stuff. There's no blood or gore or anything. They're just <laughs> they kind do. of like they are a just sort of. Uh, I mean, I, it's not that there's never any blood in this game, but it's never the gore is not gratuitous. Just the 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 we get some blood later yeah which i think this bit's just like a lot of dragons getting hit with swords and kind of falling over yeah anyway um the reinforcements uh arrive one of them is uh, the size of nidhogg jesus (laughs) that must have been terrifying (laughs) just like that's terrible reinforcements oh (laughs) well neat i guess and then there's this great moment here where Mm -hmm. someone says you are late warrior of light in response i just smiled the most smug ass smile and stepped forward onto the bridge (laughs) anyway (laughs) Yep, sorry. Some people died because I wasn't fast enough. It's like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what uh, about it? Um, Race Felger has a good line abandoned this war shade just right away. Just he gets it. Uh, and yes. Nidhogg and uh, Race Felger then have a fight in the air because Nidhogg's like, what the fuck, bro? Why are you siding with these dorks? And they're swooping up above the bridge and they're swooping down underneath you, the bridge. You, you're and made, they're fu- you're made weak by that other. girl. You know, shoot- you're talking about my baby mama. <laughs> They're shooting fire at each other. They're shooting ice at each other. They do. They, there's a the, big old storm in the sky. Yeah, when they, they, there's this weird confluence of energy in the sky that's like just like half red, half white, and you just get people being like kind of uh, befuddled by what's happening above them. Nidhogg uses his power to grab an entire tower from the castle and just drop it on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um. After the two kind of have a mysterious sort of like confluence fight in there it looks like nidhogg is kind of falling limp from it and race felger goes in for the kill but then nidhogg kind of activates limit break i guess i don't know he gets all red and pointy and they crash into the bridge and nidhogg tears off race felger's wing. yeah nidhogg gets the upper hand grabs his neck slams it down to the bridge tears off one of race felger's wings but in doing but at the meantime well we'll say while it. nidhogg is gloating um race i've felger, been fighting for a thousand years you thought you could mm-hmm. beat me 
Yeah, but Reese Felger says, "Well, I'm not left-handed." And Bas- then he realizes, and then he real, then he opens his eye, and it's gone. Right? It's gone, and it's actually in front of us the whole time. So he says, "Okay, well, I didn't succeed, but now you have my power." Um, and so, like, we get the power mm-hmm. of uh, Reese Felger's eye, and that's when the sick lyrics kick in in the music. Yes. It's something about two souls. I have a note in here that says, look yeah, up these lyrics later. I did not. The uh, Dragon Song. I can look them out now. It's called Dragon Song. The The chorus is like, a throne lying empty, a reign incomplete, alone for eternity, a pain without cease. That's good. It's pretty sick. That's good. I saw, I did see Dragon Song performed live um, with Susan Calloway, the original singer. That's sick. I know. It went, I, I, I cried like crazy. Was I, it like, an, like a Square News concert it was a, or Yeah, it was, a, it was a Distant Worlds concert and they had they had her there, um, the actual singer. So they did Answers and Dragon Song. And uh, that like that key shift kind of part in Dragon Song, well, like, just right at the end where it's like really swells. Oh, got me right in the feels. Got God, me right in the feels. God this damn. was like, it was probably like two years ago. It was here in Chicago. Um, I don't know if they're doing it again but you don't really know the rest the problem is you wouldn't i would you wouldn't know the rest of the final fantasy yeah songs. i mean well it'd be good but we're moving through here in a pretty good clip like by yeah. next year i'll know most of it maybe cool um, anyway back to the fight though yeah this, this is it this is the fight this is the fight with nidhogg this is um the steps of final steps of faith sorry uh had to <laughs> differentiate it from the first steps of faith which sucked the final steps of faith is the fight with nidhogg there's a bunch of basically the the first part is we fight his his kind of gray form we beat it down he does some dragon breath and some aoe's or whatever um he then kind of transforms into Estinian form like giant Estinian form yep. with six like dragon wings uh which is very cool Estinian does a bunch of like dragoon skills on us um and he does a bunch of dragon dives and like once we get him down he does his big like final star like he does his like what's it called sky shatter dive or something like that. He does the a really cool dragoon skill that at the time of Heaven's Word dragoons did not have. Oh, oh, so like so they, they gave it to <laughs> and them then later. they gave it to them in Stormblood. Oh, that's and pretty everyone sick. Was like, oh, <laughs> yes. So they get that big like red circular dive at the end. That oh, that's like, pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, then after that we go we get Nidhogg back in dragon form, but he's red and pointy like when he took Rayxofinger's wing. Just some explodey stuff. Um, and then we, we beat him for We real. do beat him. We do beat him. Estenian collapses to the ground. He's mm-hmm. still shrouded in evil. Alphano, original, original, like, blah, Alphano immediately rushes up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the eyes are still in the armor. Um, we go and run. We run to, to, goop, to, yeah. to yank the eyes. Is, is Nidhogg possessing Estenian? Like, he stands back up. He readies his spear. And suddenly, his arm won't obey him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, I'm still going to, I'm, I'm still, I can still kill you like this. With by my hand, and then Estidian kind of like the the spirit of Estidian wells up. His hand kind of starts wrinkling, and then he grabs his own throat and causes himself to like cough blood. And he's like, "This is this not is your not hand. your hand." <laughs> Such a good line. It, he, and then Estidian begs us to kill oh, him this, now. Yeah, this is not your hand, worm. Sorry. Um, yes. So kill him now. We then run up to grab the eyes and said, "He's like, what are you doing? Stop it! Just kill me. That would be way easier." And we said, no, but the eyes are so, they're pointy and squishy and we can't get them right away. And, and it's we're like, pulling them off. God, gross. And then we get these two visions, right? We mm-hmm. get on the one side, we get a vision like the spirit or specter or whatever of Ysail. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, we get the specter of Harshafon. Yes. And so they're we both have, We there. don't really have the requisite power in, I guess, collective ether or whatever to fully undo 
the binding of eyes. Ick. But we fuck off. <laughs> but we do get to ha- we get help uh, from the souls of our dearly departed friends. I still think Yasel shouldn't have died, but get this this vision here. I mean, I told you while we were doing this together. Like mm-hmm. this kind of like this kind of hit me in the feels, yeah. and this is a good sort of. I feel good on sort of wrapping her wow, story. You at think Orshavant should is... have died? What? So you think Orshavant should have died? I think Orshavant's death is more dramatically satisfying than Yasel's <laughs> death, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay okay I, I think i think he got a better death than she did but well, it's hard to get as good a death as that to be honest yes anyway point being that you know like it did seeing the spirits of them show up to kind of help us out here it, mm-hmm. it, it felt something yeah and so we with our power combined we yank the cursed things off of him and we throw them off the bridge yeah. <laughs> cast them to the abyss what that's what we're gonna do <laughs> like we just we throw them off the cliff yeah. And they just fall into the chasm below. Uh-huh. I I presume they land down there where someone else might find them one day. <laughs> you think that's a good plan? This doesn't seem like a solution to the, It's not the fires of Mount Doom. It's just a big canyon. <laughs> it's just it's kind of kind of flump down there. I don't know. Yeah. Um Esti- then Estinian kind of we gets carried out by Emmerich. Yes. Um after we after we cast the eyes into the abyss, cool. Is it really an abyss, or is it just like a a, a little? Is it just a little divot? I mean, it's it's pretty big. It's it pretty just big. has a bottom. It's pretty anyway, Race yeah. Felger lands before us. We, his eyes return to him, and uh, with Nidhog gone, his, Nidhog's horde disperses. And um, mm-hmm. Race Felger's like, great, okay, my part here is done. I'm going home. You should go home too. We should have taken the eye. We should have taken one eye at a time, right? And then dropped it into like at the the bottom of the anti-tower like yes. dropped it kind of up so to speak <laughs> I was into say, the ethereal sea i was gonna say bury them in concrete but your idea is probably a, a longer term <laughs> that that's what i would do the eyes like, well i know somewhere we can just like get this shit into the planet <laughs> um anyway that's that's the quest a more satisfying wrap mm-hmm. up to a lot of the outstanding heaven sword stuff than obviously yeah. like you know the end of the the actual mm-hmm. quest content nidhogg is really the true the baddie right I mean, of that these are the conclusions to, to the stories of the characters we actually spent time with mm-hmm. absolutely we uh then get to we get to the the the, the quest afterwards heroes of the heroes hour of the, yes and at this point um we like we get we get praised for our efforts. We meet up with Fortown Manor to like get we get offered some rest. Um, but w- we just said we want to go see Estinian anyway, even though. Um, and we um and we do. Yeah, we uh, bounce around a bit here. We mm-hmm. go to see him. Then we're told to go away. Then we come back and we say we really want to see him. And they finally let us in. Yeah, they finally let us in. And upon doing so, he does in fact wake up briefly, um, and kind of a touching. Mm-hmm. It, it's this is the the payoff for the Alphano Estinian stuff, right? This is where Alphano really shows how much like he's come to care about this older guy who's mm-hmm. kind of like a big brother figure to him. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's also very sweet to kind of see that care. Like we're getting, I mean, it's taken I think a while to get here, but we are getting some of the sort of the relational stuff between members of this cast that I was I was really looking for even earlier on. Like it's starting to happen now, both here and later on. I think. Where, like, these characters aren't just sort of doing things alongside each other. They are also actually relating to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'd say it's more apparent now, for sure, than it was. Even it was in, the like, the patch content of A Realm Reborn. 
I would say it was like, yeah, the, I think the relationship between Alphano and Estinian is very well fleshed out at this point. I think compared to the relationship between like, I don't know, Orianger and anyone else, you know, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not even, I'm not even going to go down the Minfilia route. I don't have well, to, because there's plenty of other characters, even like the, the, the relationship between Ida and Papalimo still like, yeah, the, the, like the, they're the, together all the time, but like, why? Exactly. That's the example I was mm-hmm. thinking of, right? Where it's like, what do those characters actually think of each other? Well, it's not super clear yet. Hopefully we find out more. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's cool. Anyway, Litany of Peace, I think. Is yes. The... That's the last quest in the, in this part where uh, we are treated to uh, a little bit of backstory at this point, kind of like um, why Emmerich and Estinian are so close. They were, they, they, they formed a brotherly bond at a young age when they um survived the dragon survived attack. The dragon attack they and then Estinian we learned that Estinian actually did lose a, a little brother i believe at some point and that would be why he kind of what well, he kind of yes. sees in Alphano as well and his his own soul was kind of consumed by by vengeance like Estinian mm-hmm. was someone who was living with the need for vengeance for a very long time right probably probably had something to do with the the something something to do with the way Nidhogg was able to take over his soul, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so we see Estinian again, and Estinian speaks. So speaks more directly to the experience of being possessed by Nidhogg, which oh, is creepy, very creepy. No, thank like, you. But but also like he speaks to sort of the boy, really good sort of like description of the state of Nidhogg's soul. It's mm-hmm. like I've written some of it down here. It's like the endless black churn of grief and despair, never calming, never receding, which just is sounds suck. absolutely <laughs> that suck a horrible way to spend a thousand years seriously woof okay yeah good job thanks Felger, for having your brother go through that instead of just being dead yes also Honestly, yes that's like... a fair point like no it's, it's occurred to me actually the thing about dragons is yeah. if this is a thing about dragons and this just happens to them they can just get locked into an emotional state like this isn't that statistically just always going to happen over a course of their lifetime? I if don't dragons know. live for thousands of years, there's going to, at some point, yeah. something's going to happen to make a dragon feel bad, and then it's just never going to stop. That sucks. I guess so. Um, there's only so many big ones, though. Maybe the lesser ones don't really have to worry about it as much. Yeah, yeah, probably. But Ophnir seems more well-rounded. Yeah. <laughs> she seems pretty chill. Um, Emmerich is kind of so after at the, at the end of this quest as well. We get a we get a cutscene here where right because, um, because Estinian retires mm-hmm. as the Azure Dragoon. He just yeah. he wants to be done. I he mean needs the, the, the war is over. Yeah. yeah, also that. Um, Hassan is now at an end, but Emmerich finally moves to abolish the Euro, the rule of Archbi- archbishops because again war over. Um, archbishops apparently not not just in charge of the church. <laughs> Also which is still there, which is like still there. They're still they still have the church, but God, they don't have the. I wish I knew anything this church did <laughs> other than. <laughs> what is this religion? Anyway, I, it seems like it was a front for war. The conscriptions for the war. I guess I don't know. So, so they dissolved the whole archbishop government thing, and they replaced it with. And this is a bit where I uh-huh. face pumped a little bit. It was like, oh, they replaced it with a house of Lord, a house of lords and a house of commons. And I was Great. like, oh, don't no, don't go by Camerol. <laughs> Just the House of Commons. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Too bad. 
they need i mean and then he's elevated to the highest position because it is much easier to tell a story when you have a figurehead representing a nation as opposed to having a lot of figureheads representing yes. a nation so, at any other time in the story so so fine, he steps down into the highest seat of the house of lords so he abdicates and then re reabdicates <laughs> unabdicates <laughs> and thus the winds of gentle revolution came to stir extremely gentle Anyway, so out front, Vidafnir and the other dragon whose name I thought I was supposed to know, but apparently not. I don't know. Are, they're remember. present. They're ambassadors of dragon kind. They're symbols of the new peace. Everyone very politely claps. I think everyone's still kind of nervous about dragons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dragons. Emmerich rides off in Vidafnir's back. Yay. God, I would hate to. I, we just went to Six Flags. Y'all, and I was just thinking, like, man, that's way higher than any roller coaster. I would lose my mind. On Absolutely. The back of a dragon. <laughs> I was losing my mind on, like, some of the shorter coasters. Imagine being on a dragon. Like, you're not fastened into that. I don't know. Yeah, like, there's not even a satellite, I don't I think. I don't want to. Oh. At least Midgard Summer gave a, manifested a saddle for us that we rode on out to give Race Felger back his eye after this. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so we mm-hmm. we show up, or like we are we, rather flying with Reisfelger back to his home in the Turning Mists. Yeah, and Reisfelger is kind of pontificating his position and where to go from here, and we're just kind of silently being like, "Yes, we are here now." <laughs> yes, and, and and my note here says, "Man, I look as cool as absolute shit. I am so cool. I am so fucking rad. Mm-hmm. The way that this thing makes you look on the back of this dragon. You're just you're lounging there, just flying above the cr- the clouds with this giant dragon next to you. It's it's great. Neat." Very neat. I noticed that my feet were not touching anything, so that looked weird. <laughs> Is there just like floating on nothing? I don't know. It was kind of goofy looking, but whatever. Yeah, and thus like the end mm-hmm. of the Count Edamont's uh, memoirs. You know, he closes the book. This is it. This is the end yes. of his Journal of the Heavens work. Yeah. So the the narration that we've been hearing as we've as he 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 has been recounting our journey um, was actually just him writing in his book. Um, Heaven's Word, titled Heaven's Word. Which I'm curious if is every expansion going forward going to have like a framing device like this, or is this kind of a one-off? Uh, I think they do in some way. I mean, there's there's a narrator to every expansion. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's not necessarily going to be as contrived, or it's not going to be as like ham-fisted as a book. I was going to say, are they all writing their memoirs? <laughs> and this memoirs, is the end but... of Stormbloods, chapter three. No. Uh, who the hell is the? Huh. I'll, well, we'll find out who the narrator for Stormblood is soon enough. That's the end of my appendix to I Shadowbringers. Like, I, don't, I don't remember who narrates Stormblood. It's embarrassing. Somebody somebody will know, and they'll be like, I, I'm not going to tweet at you, but we'll get there in like two episodes probably. Please send us three emails. <laughs> um, awesome. So that, is, that caps off the main story well, quest for 3.3. One last thing. What? Oh. Estinian's gone missing. Well, he left, yeah. He left, and Emmerich asks us to give him a message, basically. Mm-hmm. Emmerich, basically, we, this, I, I think it's a sweet moment where Emmerich is like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. if you see him out there wandering on whatever journey that he's on, just, you know, um, say hi for me, and I hope that he can rest now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, the idea of Estinian sort of, like, leaving in the middle of the night and just heading off to, to discover himself out there and figure out what to do with his life now that, now that all this is over, mm-hmm. I hope we catch up more with that guy later. Yeah. Oh, um, and one more thing. Isla Val. Isla Val update? Still Still missing. (laughs) Didn't come back yet. (laughs) Not back yet. (laughs) Um, And that's, yeah, that will do it for the main story quest of Heaven's Word. 
Let's move quickly along. Oh, oh, we're doing okay sorry. on time. Do you one have last, any other thoughts before we move last, on to Warring Triad? One last, one last thing. We get a brief shot of the Warriors of Darkness, and then oh Alphanos, yeah, they're looking, they're looking down the chasm. Alphano's sister spying on them. They attack her. Oh Thancred right. swoops in to save her. Elizabeth says, "Let oh, them go," and then that's let it. Let them go. Whatever. That, 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 that seems stupid. I didn't want to do that, but then there's also because the reason that happened was because like. It pans to one of the warriors of darkness looking down the chasm at where the eyes are. Like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna go get them, I guess. And then we're spying on them, and then whatever. It's yeah, yeah warriors I, of darkness stuff. I, I like the warrior of darkness, but I completely forgot about this. This seems like it doesn't mean anything. No, I mean, I f- final thoughts on the three point three stuff. On, like, I kind of touched on it already, mm-hmm. but just like obviously like the conclusion to the stuff with Nidhogg and Estinian was way more interesting than the conclusion to the stuff with the Pope who we never mm-hmm. spent any time with. Right. Yeah. It, the Pope was just a means a vehicle for the, the other, the, the vehicle for Nidhogg to actually come back at full power. Exactly. Yeah. No. And this, this is a good, uh, good, good sort of satisfying set of cappers to everything that we've been talking about. Get some epic cutscenes, get some emotional catharsis. Yeah. And you get some quiet moments at the end. No, it's real good. It's great. Um, Cool. So the other chunk of content we're going to talk about is the Warring Triad, um, which is a collection of quests that go over the kind of the 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 primals that were trapped in Azis Law. Right? If you remember Azis Law, where we just killed the Pope, uh, Azis Law was a research facility that was held aloft by the energies, I guess, or like just some whatever thing that's still floating somehow, even though we took care of them. Spoilers, but the 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 primals Magic. that were trapped in. I'm trapped within um, from like wars of Elegant pa- Elegant's past. It's kind of like a, a, they have the, these primals imprisoned and kept forever, and they're using them as big batteries and doing mm-hmm. doing a bunch of scientific experiments. Well, it turns out, um, I guess some of those wards were a little weaker than um, than we thought. So, and gonna... some of the old primals are starting to wake back up. Yes. You could even call them like the the primal primals from from before. They're very they're very old. They're not. Well, let me just pull up. I'm going to... Well, just give me a sec. Mm-hmm. Great. So these are um, all Mericidian primals, similar to Bahamut, but not quite as big, not yes. quite as um, massive, but they are some, some, uh, less lesser, quote unquote, primals, but still they're fueled by millennia of prayer and stuff. So they're stronger than the primals we're used to. That's kind of their kind of the place of them um yeah. well we should provide some context for how we're getting all this info all this info is being yeah, given to us by a, a, mm-hmm. a person who wanted to meet us at revenant's toll yes who appears to be a mm-hmm. a child named unakalhai very close unakalhai yeah unakalhai that's yeah, okay. wow good job i got there you got that one that's one of the <laughs> the syllables in that one are cleanly defined that's fair uh unakalhai is yes just a, a a small person not a lot of fell just a just a child with a mask on, um, so and he's practicing social, social distancing quite well. And he gives us a little linguistics lesson here, telling mm-hmm. us that the, the term we've heard the Garleans use for primals, which they use the, t- the term icons, E I K O N, and he tells us that it predates them, that it actually is the Allegan term, and that the Garleans, sort of like as Allegan wannabes, just took yeah. it as part of their sort of cultural absorption. Yeah. So they're trying to. Um, they're, they're, they're trying because if you remember, we did, there was the, in the Gamma Quadrant, there was that, uh, Garlean contingent trying, vying for, um, the means to arrest primals. Yes. Um, now that the Ultima weapon has been dispatched, they are looking for another one, I guess. 
Um, so we are uh, fed that information from Unu Kalhai. Let me see. And also Oriange, I think, mm-hmm. joins us here to give us some of that. And so our squad for this next set of quests is going to be so first, Unu Kalhai, yeah. Oriange, Ishtola, and Kryle. Right. Um, there was a, like, in, in the first quest, Gods of Eld, there used to be a requirement where you had to, like, go kill Bismarck and Ravana again that they seem to have taken out. Um, yes, I which was is really nice because, like, I do remember having to do that so long ago, and I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be stupid." But yes. they they apparently just took it out, which is great. Um, which means uh, we can go straight to when the bow wakes. Yes, so so yes, when the bow wakes this is wakes. the next quest. Um, we see that like we, Una Kalhai is warning that the Warring Triad are stirring, and he insists that the time is to move against them has come. But like the first one that is kind of stirring the most. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it explains at this point why the the bonds are breaking. But like, being the closest to awakening, like we we first meet Sephirot, mm-hmm. um, and Sephirot, not Sephiroth. God damn it! You preempted my joke. I know. I know. I did. Everyone did. Sephirot, and I think for further Final Fantasy franchise context, the all three of these Sephirot, Sophia, and Zervan are all bosses in Final Fantasy VI. Actually, they're all kind of the same. Are they bosses? Yeah, I think they are. Well, they're like they're bosses. The statues that that represent them are a big plot device in Final Fantasy VI, right? Um, which predates seven. So which was predates seven? Yeah. Yep, no. So no, it's Sephiroth, and then they just they actually just I guess added the H for seven, and then we're like, oh, we'll just use that. Again. And then also made him nothing at all like Sephiroth. Nothing at all like Sephiroth. No, <laughs> this is not a one winged angel. This is not one. This is a six armed. Uh, tree person well yeah th- that bit also threw me because they kept talking about how he's a tree spirit who's worshipped by tree people and i was like he's a big dude with six arms <laughs> i uh, guess he's a tree spirit yeah whatever believed to be the world's first tree ascended to divinity he is said to command the wellspring of life um so he's kind of a he's not like a fire elemental he's kind of a life elemental he does yeah. life magic and and that's why rocks he, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's why he his 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 power is that he can hit you very hard with lots of fists, lots of fists and life energy. Uh, fight uh, fight's pretty cool. He has he he like kind of clotheslines the platform, and you have to kill a wind elemental to like jump above it. Yeah, he gets like he starts out. He's like, oh, that's a big dude. And then you get to phase two, and it's like, oh, that's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for real quick context, yeah, mm-hmm. good fight. Like he he goes from regular size to giant size, and we got to beat yeah. up on him. We, we did miss some stuff here where like um Kryle is also like disabled, like oh. sibling controls and stuff and um Kalhai like wants to go in and she's like you can't go in there you don't have the echo and he's like oh, well I have something like the echo so don't worry the icans can't control me and I'm like something is up with this kid mm-hmm. anyway yes right something is up with this kid for sure he's super sus um and yeah we fight fight him cool things whatever then once he's um once he is Dead. We we make sure. we make to leave, mm-hmm. and as we're headed back, uh, Unakalhai looks back and he sees Regula of the Garleans, who oh, is yeah. here and sort of like doing stuff. Um, we can gather at this point is is responsible for sort of like the weakening of the bonds and the what's happening. Yeah, with yeah. Primals. So the Garleans are trying to get in. Yes, the Garleans are trying to get in, and I like um, what have I got here? Mm-hmm. Not really. Like he's like. Unakal has like, well, I'm going to stop you. And then Regula's like, I don't fight children. <laughs> yes, it's great. Away. Grow strong and maybe one day you'll warrant my attention. Mm-hmm. Sick burn. Absolutely disgusting so, burn. This is the point at which Kryle and I rush back and she immediately sort of looks at Unakal High and psychoanalyzes him. 
She says, like, like, what are you hiding beneath that mask? A longing for hope? An appetite for power? A lingering sense of regret? The desire to test your power against a hero? And when he looks at her, he's like, he's like, is that what your gifts tell you? She's like, no, but you just told me. <laughs> she pulled an Austin Powers. So her, her Dr. Evil's into big underground drills. But How did you know? <laughs> I didn't. You just told me. <laughs> but then back at the Rising Stones, you know, um, we get a little bit more Unical High backstory. He talks about how his master taught him of the great catastrophic potential of the primals. Mm-hmm. Kryal speculates again, like she's trying to figure out what's up with this kid. Like, did your master frame it that way? Are those your own words? He's immediately on defensive. And this is the point where Kryal's like, you know, okay, I just wanted to get to know you, but I accept that like my sort of aggressive questioning and it's kind of been antagonistic and I don't mean to provoke you and we just should get to know each other and we can learn to get along. And this is a bit where I'm like, ah, Kryal has the most emotional intelligence of anyone in this cast. <laughs> oh, oh, just, you know what? You're right. I'm she sorry. recognizes I'm she sorry. was kind of a jerk and she just spends an olive branch. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. The follow-up quest, so just just before we continue, it's just for when you're doing these, you know, all in a row, you do have to fly back and forth between Azizla and the Rising Stones, and it's just like, oh, And, like, the warp point at Azizla isn't it's anywhere just, near it's the... It's so, it's so tedious. You have to fly all the way up to the so top. So we, 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 we go back to the Rising Stones, and we're like, oh, you have to go back to the... We have to go back to the research facility. Like, fuck. <laughs> Here we go again. Um... Unicala is preoccupied by the threat of the Garland Legion. He figured out what the source was. Um, and then we... Um, we get some strange news. Mm-hmm. Because Orianja left some pretty powerful... Like a pretty powerful barrier behind. But the Garlians have breached it, which shouldn't be possible. Yeah, no. they um, The Garlians are not very good at manipulating ether. Like, they shouldn't have been able to breach it that quickly without being able to... Ma- really good at ethereal mancy or whatever. They're all about robots. They're all about robots. Anyway, so 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 what we're trying to act okay, so what's actually happening here is the Garleans, I think, aren't even after these primals. They're just sort of like these primals are getting sort of woken up as a result of their larger search for what's called the Genesis expression. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um they we we have a short duty well, short duty here where we have to like just kill a bunch of trash and like people of our party get picked off one by one until we run into regular big nothing burger of a fight as well just a solo easy, easy duty um so we get in we learn about the that kind of genesis expression um we 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 halt we succeeded in halting him and he says like the emperor just wants to control these icons what's wrong with you and we're all like you can't control them and then he <laughs> you're all can't sm- control them and even if you could no <laughs> And then like, no, he drops a smoke bomb and he's gone. He does drop a smoke bomb and he's gone. Like he, yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a standoff where he's like, I'll kill you, Cryo, or whatever. I'll kill you. And then Cryo's like, yeah, but it will be the last thing you do. And then Cryo does not give a shit. Cryo does not fuck around. <laughs> but Unakaha does sh- save her life though, which is where it's like, okay, he's a, he's a good kid. He's, he's not yeah. like a traitor in our midst, probably at least. Not yet. Which I did not understand yet. <laughs> Wow, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> anyway, um, so so Ishtola and Kryle stay behind to put up more magic barriers in order to like really keep the Garleans out. Yeah, and we go talk to Uriange while they're doing that, and Uriange is like, uh so pretty sure Unikalai broke the barrier. <laughs> pretty yeah, like he's like Pretty sure he wanted to kill the Gar wanted us to kill the Garleans. So we just like broke it down so they could get inside, basically like lured them into a trap so that we could go in and finish them off. Yeah. 
Um, so then uh, they come out and Uriange does not waste no time in accusing him. <laughs> Absolutely no time. Just being like, uh, yeah, actually, pretty sure that only somebody, only you could have done this, basically, due to whatever ether power you have. And awesome. Nikolai is like, okay, fine, yeah, I did it, but would you have cooperated if I told you the plan? And Oriandra reasonably is like, uh, no, we would have done something else, but you have to trust us. <laughs> oh, we would have done something else more similar to this, <laughs> to what happened. But also, like, what if this went wrong? <laughs> what if they got it? That'd be horrible, right? There's just, that was... Um, and then at the end, but, here is when we get yeah, the story. He, he tells us of this purely, you know sort of hypothetical secondhand story he has about another world. I don't think it's hypothetical. I don't think he claims it that way. He doesn't claim, he doesn't claim it that way, but he doesn't make it clear that it's, it's his story at this point. He yeah. just tells us a story of, a star, of another world. Which met its end through the abuse of primal energies. It's why it's important that like you, you would stop anyone who does that because that's what happened to a different world. And also a thing we've learned here, um, don't use white orosite to contain primal energy and turn it to your own ends because it will infect you and make you evil. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that comes back later. Yes. We will. We continue to assist him with his plans to eliminate the warring triad. Um, and we want to make sure that they don't end up draining Hydaelyn of any more of her energy. Yes. That takes us to balance unto all, which is back to Azizla. Back to, to Azizla. Here we go. Got to fly up again. Uh, we are, uh, the, the wards are wake, uh, weakening on um sophia but we are not met with garleans this time so much as we are with some very dark-skinned light glowing haired worshippers of, of sophia. sophia yes they we only we can only we and Kryle can understand their language right yes the oh right Oriandra calls that out yeah echo gives us sort of um universal language star trek capabilities yeah, sure, basically whatever you know star trek language mm-hmm. <laughs> um universal translating skills Yes, and, um, the, the, and they 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 basically recited a um they recite a little a myth of theirs a about how the god a prophecy right that the goddess is going to wake up and set balance to all. I went back and rewatched this cutscene so I could write down the this prophecy word for word. I don't know why. I don't need to recite it. No, it's not that interesting. Uh, but it's basically just a it's a ruse for some the the revelation later, like the um. We go in and we fight her. We basically go in and fight her. We don't really waste any more time with her. Uh, her fight's really cool. Her her deal is that she's in a Libra. So she just <laughs> has these mechanical like scales that like she knocks around and tips the platform on around um, and you made like the you made the hardcore version of this fight sound extremely cool. Yeah, so that the 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 harder version of this fight um it, 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 well, basically, for context, the the original one, there's like beams of light that go out, and you count which which side of the platform has more beams. That's the side that's going to get hit harder. So you want to go to the other side so that when the platform skip the tails the scales tip, excuse me, the platform tips towards the heavier side so you don't slide off. The extreme version, as opposed to there being like a really obvious two versus one, it's like three versus four but then some beams are like blue and some are orange and you have to like count <laughs> the the values and then determine whether or not the difference between the two scales is even or odd and that means that like if it's if it was like odd it was gonna scale like it was gonna be a three quarters tip so you had to be like 
three quarters of the way across. This and if, sounds, it was, if it was even, you had to be all the way across. This sounds hard. It was. It, this it sounds was really very fun. easy to screw I up and wipe. <laughs> I love that fight, but like when you think about it, like only one person has to solve it and then just like call it out. Sure. Right? Okay. I so guess the, <laughs> if you're actually if you're not just doing with randos, right? If you actually yeah. are like all in a Discord call together and you can just assign one person to be the scale mm-hmm. solver, then yeah. Yeah. The, the actual hard fights are where like everyone has to solve for themselves and not just one person solving for everyone. Yeah. But it's still a cool idea. Anyway, we beat her and we find out like, you know, oh, was a, there was a whole plot. She got out because there was a flaw in her containment device that her followers put there thousands of years ago. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And then we leave. Except we leave. for call High who stays behind to oh, kill yeah. all of her followers in stasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, nope. <laughs> and then, the, you know, you might think this would be a thing that would come back later. Uh, nope, it comes back right now. <laughs> we get immediately back and immediately <laughs> nice. Estrella's like... Uh, you killed all the people who were behind in Stasis Chambers. And he's like, well, I had to. We discovered that the real plan of the Allegans was to build, like in the same way that they put Bahamut in a big fake moon, they were going to put all these guys in big fake moons. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, it's really interesting. I don't know. Like, what what else are we supposed to do with those followers yeah well because we're supposed to set them free i I don't know where they gonna live i don't know it's the thing i still don't know how i feel about he does even say here he's like i thought you guys wouldn't be cool if i did that and Estrella's like no we kill thralls of primals literally all the time it it is our job yeah we have to do that this is part of our deal um the the fact that once you get like not that we're mad that you did it we're mad that you did it without telling us (laughs) we're really just disappointed we're really just disappointed in this kid uh uh, I mean, I still am not cool with the there not being any way to get someone back from tampering other than to kill them, but it is what it is. It is what it is. The last quest, uh, we go back to the Rising Stones, and then we go back to the <laughs> last Azizla. pillar to fall. And then we go back to Lazarus Law. That's it. The That's last great. pillar to fall. Last pillar to fall, we're talking about uh, the final icon of the Warring Triad um, is the the Beast or Zervan. Demon, they call it. The Demon, him. sorry. Sephiroth's the Beast. The demon. Unakal High informs us that um, the yeah, it's the last one's there and that the uh, like there's some like energy. There's something happening in that chamber, right? Like, like the demon is so strong that he's even breaking himself out. Mm-hmm. The Legatus comes with us. Yes, <laughs> he's regular. like there. He meets he meets us there, and then he convinces like he he's like, listen, okay, I get it. We're not. <laughs> We're not going to contain this. We're not going to we're, we're gonna kill them. Our, now our goal is to kill them. Let's work together to do this. And we're kind of like, oh, I guess we probably should cooperate. I mean, don't really want to. Imminent threat, kind of no choice. Mm-hmm. His men are already inside, risking their lives and their sanity. Yeah, so let's go and save them out. We get inside. The men's sanity is already gone. They're fighting each other. At regular, also, he makes a point here. He's like, yeah, no, like, this technology to contain primals is not worth bringing back to the emperor. It's clearly not good at containing primals because it keeps <laughs> failing. Yeah, this is not good enough. Yeah, good point. Um, so we do that. We have a cool fight with Zervan while well, he kind of like regular takes his big sword and kills the followers of Zervan. But then Zervan awakens for just like a brief moment and swings his massive sword that regular tries to block with his now relatively seeming kind of teeny sword. Yeah. Not <laughs> as a big toothpick compared, not as big to, compared to the big man. Yeah, I know. And the, his te- toothpick breaks and regular gets a gash of like a big, similar you know big gash of ether in his side similar to to our boy um and he did so to and he also actually protected uno calhai too like uno calhai was like yes. down knocked down and 
he blocked he blocked the attack to give Unukalai space to get out, um, which is kind of yeah. And Unukalai asks him why he does that. They kind of like yeah. And Regula says like he he says he tells the kid he's like hey your gift is too powerful the emperor may need it someday yeah it's like I will gladly give my life in the emperor's service which oh good give me more interior Garlean Empire stuff again give me this good shit I want to know what is happening with those people and why they do what they do yeah (laughs) so that my emperor can capture you child. (laughs) Oh, okay sure but like he has to see something in the emperor and the empire that he believes in yeah. and th- there's some implication of that here and i'm hoping we see more of that from other people i hope so too the so servant kind of like goes dormant again but not really like he's still i don't know that was we- it's like weird he's like awake it's, and then he's not regular bought us some time basically it, it, it's time for the actual it, it's just to oh that's right he broke like the the pillars that's right there were the pillars around that were giving him energy and you broke them Practically all that's happening is we're being given a break before we have to queue for the duty, right? Basically, you have to wait. <laughs> you have to wait ten minutes or whatever. Um, so yeah, we fight Zervin. Uh, less interesting fight, in my opinion. No, that, there's some AOEs to least die. Favorite there's of the three? Like, yeah, yeah, I think so. There's some hot cold mechanics that are like pretty poorly told, but whatever. Uh, it's fine. Um, also least good music. Man, se- okay, talk about the music of these trials though, because. Is Sephiroth's fight pound for pound Power Man five thousand? <laughs> I think there was even there was even a lawsuit. I think Power Man five thousand. Let me look this up. Power Man five thousand. Life fact check. Lawsuit. Sue Square Enix. Band says new February twenty fourth, twenty sixteen. Kotaku article by Mike Fahey. Fahey. I don't know how to say his name. Mike Fahey does good work. Fahey. Okay, is that how you say his name? I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard it said. Okay. Um, during a boss battle introduced in the latest update to Final Fantasy XIV, a song plays that sounds a lot like Power Man Five Thousands When Worlds Collide. So much so that the band is calling it a straight up ripoff. Um, if you didn't catch it on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go well, listen to this now. I will. I will check this you, out later. You, you listen to it and you'd be like, "Oh, I've heard this," but maybe it's because it was Sephiroth's fight. But like, it is really, really close but also like i don't remember how this lawsuit ended so has anyone made a youtube video of the sephiroth music playing in tony hawk's pro skater 2 um, <laughs> probably probably um or the tony hawk music playing in the sephiroth how fight. Either did way that is good. lawsuit end man had i'm to gonna backpedal i'm gonna guess that a lot of court but um lawyer said to keep it down. power man 5000 oh fucking facebook don't you want to log into your meta account? I don't have one of those. Um, how did that lawsuit end? I guess I'm guessing that they just backed down. We'll circle back next episode, folks. No, uh, we probably won't. I'm pretty sure they just backed down. Okay, because like, like most lawsuits, it sounds like a good idea at the time, and then your lawyer tells you how much it will cost, and you go, "Oh, it's not worth that. <laughs> it's not worth that." fine but everyone should know and i'm like eh. i'm sorry how many hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> over the course of how many years <laughs> yeah not really not really worth it that being said and so can just basically said i don't know i never heard of this i live in japan <laughs> <laughs> song wasn't big here sorry anyway we beat the demon <laughs> that's a good that's a good song um but now we're not done talking about the song the other song is fucking incredible <laughs> okay <laughs> this song rules the one for sophia 
Yeah, the Sophia the song. The Sophia one's also very good. Oh my god, let me I, read the lyrics to you. I also asked you if you get uh, mounts that play this music. Which, yes. like, I, I'm so tempted because I know I could just buy them. I know I could just buy them. But I tell myself, I'm you like, can, no, you I can buy gotta, them. I feel like I should earn th- these ones you get from, like, you know, the, the hard fights or whatever. I feel like I should earn them from drops. You can't buy them. You can't buy them? No. I think you said they'd be on like the market board or whatever. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, these are untradeable. Oh, well, now you really need, now I really need to get them by doing this. Yeah, you can farm them solo once you're high enough level. Yeah, you can just do them. That's what I did these times. I mean, I've had... So, uh, I'm going to pull up the lyrics here. If Oh, my God. Google. Be helpful. Okay. Um, see if you can kind of get the, the meaning of this. Because like this... these. Is there some allegory so here, some metaphor going on? Oh, yeah. The sigh of the shifting sea, the, ki- the kiss of the salt sweet breeze, the white of her silken dress stained in red. A memory fading fast, her mother sits, eyes downcast, a torn uniform in hand, farewells unsaid. That once a certainty lost in grief, a daughter's desperate cries, unheard pleas, forsaken, beaten, tried on her knees, a prayer passes from her lips into her soul, the goddess whispers. Quote, a heartbeat without harmony is moonlight without dark. The heartbeat seeketh equilibrium with balance will your worry part. So still this broken melody and therewith shoulder thee one last step only leaving an empty hearth down by the sea. Those are sick-ass lyrics. <laughs> they don't really match the tone of the music, but they're sick-ass they lyrics. They kind of do, though. Like, they, it's very, it's, it is very, yeah, like the, yeah, it's not, it's not new metal or something. It's not a big metal thing, but it's a very um, ethereally kind of creepy sort of okay. Yeah, okay. thing in the back. But Fair. like, I mean, w- that tells the whole story of Sophia, basically, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Kind of this, this. The people who worship this this person and like this martyr basically or kind this of this martyr this so n- no not a martyr so much as a murder suicide <laughs> okay murder because su- like there's there's a mother right there, there's a mo- there's there's a family of three okay yep and then there's an in equilibrium there's imbalance because with the torn uniform the dad goes off yeah i got that bit dies on dies of war and now there's no balance right so she's abused by this terrible mother makes a prayer to a god who then manifests itself in the form of the primal and is just like I can balance this. <laughs> balance your family. Well, if there's an absence here, there should be an absence somewhere else. You know what <laughs> you know what balances with zero? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Very good. So she yeah, so like the start is like it has a, has her you already know her mom. She killed her yep. mom because yeah, yeah. of death, and then she kills herself. Fucking cool. <laughs> okay, it's pretty. It's pretty. Sick. <laughs> that's so. That's such a good. Uh, such a good song. There's not a whole like. There's not a whole lot of songs that really hit the way that song hits for me. But like, uh, yeah, the lyrics describe a Maristidian family torn apart by war against the Allegans and Sophia's brand of justice and balance. So, it's the specific. Like, it's really. It's tied into the actual lore of the, the game. Freaking sick. A lot of. A lot of. Ga- not all games do that. I'm gonna go back and re-listen to like all of these now. Yeah, I don't know if there's. These, I would say these, I would say Shiva's theme is I guess also kind of relevant. Are these on Spotify or? Oh yeah, most of them are on Spotify. Are uh, I don't know if they're on Title. I'll, but, I'll check Title. But they are. Um, also just on YouTube, but yeah, the they're they're part of the collections. Um, the only ones that aren't there are like the m- most 
most recent ones never get put up there and up till like the the previous five sure point, sure like, so like so 5.4 to now is not up on on spotify okay. anyway we talked i've talked about the music for a little too long but like it's the best part honestly of this quest chain like the story's good i i will the sophia fight and the Sephiroth fight are both fun mm-hmm. demon so fights less so yeah um but like story's good kind of short pain in the ass some good moments I mean, but like not I mean, the, the main, most important part like the yeah. main thing we're getting here is like Uruk High's backstory which yeah. we're gonna hear at the very end that is the that is that is like the big thing um Unukalhai's backstory. So he's from um, one of the reflections, right? Yes. Okay. Wait. So 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 this reflection thing happened when light was split from dark, right? Yep. That was the yep. action that created mm-hmm. like all these different worlds. Yes. And okay. this is the first person we we meet that we know of that is um, from one of those reflections. Yes. Okay. This confused me because I was trying to figure out like, did his world precede this one? Was it the world whose death gave birth to this one? No, it's just another world that was mm-hmm. out there that, that it, that also went through its yeah, sort it's of like, it's still out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But just kind of making full Yeah. Void. Now it's, now it's the void. Okay. So now it is, it was over, ter- it was over, overwhelmed with the dark energy and everyone's yep. a demon now. Um, so everything that's, everyone that's like summoning void scent um if you you did the thaumaturge yeah. quest line like a little bit of it right so there's like yeah thaumaturgy and black mage quest line touches a, bit a little of bit those. about the void i mean this is also the big thing the crystal tower was about right yes world yes. of dark obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> i forgot about that yes so we did go there yes briefly um okay uh, yes. but but anyway urakal has act like his story here is that he was kind of the equivalent of a warrior of light in his time but like he but was the young. only one and he was born too late he's and born, so yeah by the time that he was able to like have power and do anything his world was already fucked <laughs> yeah like he has a blessing of light so but like he couldn't and just the way his world worked was such that like people didn't really work together i think and so he lay dying beaten and broken mm-hmm. and his present master who is is it elidibus or it is elidibus it is elidibus okay yes, found introduced him to orianje mm-hmm and Orianta taught him the balance between dark and light and how if either achieves a sudden superiority, the world will be sucked to the void in a calamity. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I don't know how much I trust that, but okay. Right. Um, yeah. So like why it's, it's interesting that Elidibus is on the surface. You're trying to prevent a calamity from happening when all the other Asians are trying very hard to make calamities happen. Right. But like, Okay. I'm gonna have to just go with that because mm-hmm. it could totally be that like the As- the whole Asian thing is like, look, if everything all happened at once, then it would just get sucked into the void and everything mm-hmm. would be ruined. We have to like do it slow and sort yeah. of like make the merger happen without too much calamitous. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so, like, I don't know. Yeah. I-, I could see a few ways that this could that this could be framed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that seems yeah. So like, what? Yeah, why is he not? It's, so what's going on here? What are the actual mechanics? What is Elizabeth's actual game? Yeah, here? what are the actual? <laughs> It's not so cut and dry as just like they're they're trying to do. There, there's a specific. There seems to be a method to this madness that we're that sometimes aligns with us. Weirdly enough, yeah, makes me again curious about what the warriors of darkness are doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we will. Anyway, Eric Kalhai is like he feels very unworthy of standing here. We're all so heroic. He's just a kid who couldn't save his own world, mm-hmm. and we all give him a pep talk. We all talk to him about how important heroism is, and about you act on your ideals, and you you keep acting even when it's hard, and you have faith in your companions. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't have companions in my old world. But yeah, now I have us, and he's now one of the scions. 
basically he's okay. so he hangs out in the the rising sands for ever until okay. we need him later i guess maybe i don't know um we um conclude that then so the the boring triad is dealt with i don't know how as this law is still floating because i thought they were powering it but whatever who cares something else the they did not want to build in that change in the world state they did not they did not want to make as this law crash down that'd be sick it'd be pretty sick that'd be sick <laughs> hey you know what you know what we haven't touched on in a while what the giant machine primal buried in the earth from the end no because of- we're about to touch on it next episode okay got that it was, that was that is the next thing we're gonna do that we're gonna touch we're gonna do that raid and then we're gonna do um the alliance raid which you also know nothing about right nope I don't so know there's about the both the raids raid, so we're gonna be raiding a lot we'll enjoy raiding it's a hearthstone joke <laughs> I, did, I don't play Hearthstone. I don't either. I don't. It's just like one of those voice lines. I've watched people play it. And that's one of those voice lines that's just stuck with me. Okay. Over the years in my ADHD brain. Uh, <laughs> you must gather your party before venturing forth. Yes. So we'll be doing that next episode. And then the following episode will be 3.4 and 3.5. And we'll be done with Heaven's Word, as I have mentioned before. But yes, I'm glad you noticed that we didn't touch into it. Um uh, I think that just about does it for our recap, but now we got to pay the bills. We got to check our retainers and we got to go to the market board. All right. Well, so this week um, we're here to encourage uh, folks to check out and even open a BMO Harris checking account. You know, <laughs> this that's a real thing though. <laughs> Wait a second. You know, BMO Harris, they have fantastic checking accounts, you know, if and savings accounts. If you save over $10,000 with them, you can get a 1.2% guaranteed interest rate. Okay. comes with, like, you know, uh, default overdraft protection, uh, you know, um, easy-to-make wire transfers and Zelle payment integration. It, it's, uh, it's a full suite of modern banking services available, and you can start one, um, you know, you no application process even, like no credit checks. You just, you can make a transfer from your current bank over to BMO Harris. Wow. Yeah, um, and, and if you do, you know, we even have a, pr- a promo code for this. So if you open a BMO Harris checking account, it will no. ask you for a referral no. code at the end. And at that point, you will enter the code um, JZ021R17KU006. And now well, that code again is JZ021R17KU006. Now, this is important here. Uh-huh. It's going to ask you who you referred to. Don't put Stormbuds Podcast. You'll enter my name, Alexander Hambrock, in that uh-huh. field. And when you do that, you'll get $50 of free credit when opening it. So just, I invite everyone who's listening now to uh, to do that with that referral code to get your free $50 for opening a referred checking account. Wow. That's our, that's our sponsor this that's week. That's it. Just BMO Harris. Well, I got fucking news for you. We got a second sponsor. You got a second sponsor. You, you, I got God my damn own. It, you booked one without me? <laughs> I, got one, I got one without you too. Hey, hey, Alex. How often How often have you gone on vacation somewhere? Or When's the last time you went on vacation somewhere tropical with, with a lot Tro- of water? Tropical with yeah. a lot of water? Yeah. Not Florida, recently, right? like 14 years ago. Yeah, not recently, right? Man. It's it's almost like everyone's forgotten how to scuba dive because like why would we we can't this traveling is so hard these days right you're right I never learned to scuba dive and I've forgotten what I didn't know well uh, with my sponsor you can get um, great scuba diving lessons via Zoom from service scu- certified scuba masters from all over the country um, Zoom check scuba? out check out Wetter Help and you can get 
you can get scuba diving lessons via Zoom that will help you get certified to scuba dive for the next time you go uh, you go tropical scuba diving. So you're saying I should check out wetterhelp.com? I should say, I'm saying you should check out wetterhelp.com and get connected with thousands of scuba diving professionals licensed from all over the country. Um, use our promo code STORMBUDS with a Z and a silent E at the end. Boy, when I was in high school, that URL went to a very different website. They must have bought it out. <laughs> they must have. Um, absolutely. So they, uh, so yes, that, that URL is again, wetterhelp.com with promo code STORMBUDS. Boy, I, with a silent E, and you can get sixty um, percent off your first ten lessons. Boy, I it can is imagine. a thirty lesson course over Zoom about how to, to safely scuba dive. You know, I didn't know I needed to uh, do remote learning for scuba diving, but until you gave me this pitch, but now I think I'm going to go sign out right now. I've I've got a tub. I've got <laughs> I've got a tub. I've got a snorkel. Those are two mandatory things. Yes, if you have a standing shower. You're going to you're going to have to find a different place to get your Zoom lessons. Hopefully, you can get Zoom at a public pool or something. Oh, you've never filled up an entire shower cube with water, have you? <laughs> yeah, not yet. I haven't. I'm just saying they're creative ways. They sound like it. Okay, wetterhelp.com/slash/stormbuds <laughs> silent e. And that's <laughs> those that's are our sponsors who, for the episode. Okay, that's who we've got this week. They're, 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 both those checks came through. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> all right thought, and, you and, thought you thought you'd get one over on me this time <laughs> any other business to wrap up this episode i don't think so uh thank you all so much for listening uh you can check us out on our twitter and tiktok account i haven't posted in a while because i don't know it's a lot of work you can check us out um for updates though on twitter and tiktok at Stormbuds. um we again have our free company on Lamia. If you are on Lamia, if you're not, you should transfer. Join us. Um, what else is there's something? Oh, t- please consider liking and rating this podcast and sharing it with your friends um, who may or may not play Final Fantasy 14. Some of you just listen because you like us, which is nice. Thank yeah. you. I mean, like we, we see our metrics, we know we're picking up new listeners, and yes. we definitely appreciate it. We it would really, be really great it. if we could keep sort of expanding that reach. Absolutely. Do whatever posts you want. Tag us in them. We'll see them. We'll make see some him. fan art. You know, I mean, make some fan art. You you have no reference for what Jerome and I look like. But. <laughs> we have they have the promotional image. By the I way, I'm the one on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some viewers come into my stream and they're like, "Oh, you're the one on the right." It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't. We never clarified that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I wondered before if folks would guess correctly. Apparently no, not. apparently not. <laughs> I'm the one with the facial hair. And he's the one with the glasses. With, uh, it's, I'm trying to imagine my face, but it sounds like your voice is very difficult. It's very difficult. Okay, I think we're going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. And until next episode, Born from Buds, Storm from Buds, we've been the Storm Buds, baby. Good night. <laughs>